You are listening to Corellian Run Radio, your route through hyperspace to the latest news on Star Wars The Old Republic. Hi, and welcome to Corellian Run Radio. This is episode number 55, and we are recording Tuesday, May the 9th, 2012. And oh my god. It has been three weeks since our last podcast due to Carla's complete computer failure. (laughs) Slight meltdown on the computer end of things, huh? I have had one computer issue right after another. I honestly think that I have had something like some electrical wave come through my entire house because I lost my PC and we lost our um, Mac Mini server. And we lost, I don't know how many of you are familiar with a RAID 5 or a Drobo. I have a Drobo for our backup. And we lost something in our Drobo. I, but we, I think we've gotten that particular part fixed. And we've gotten our, our Mac Mini fixed. By the way, I have to give kudos to Apple. We took our Mac Mini end to the local store, outlet store or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they fixed it overnight. Nice. I mean, overnight. I nice. mean, we were only without our server overnight. So I want to give them kudos because I cannot say that about my <laughs> PC. <laughs> it's really sad because we've I've had the, the complete opposite experience. Um, I've I've always long been a Mac head uh-huh. um, religiously even, you know, to the point where it would cause dissension and fights between Jeff and I. So um, then one one day, you know, Mac decided that they were going to start messing with their OS and they went to Panther and Tiger and all of this crap and they right. took away, you know, iPhoto and put in iTunes and all sorts of weird yucky. And that pretty much ended my relationship with Mac. Now I'm a, I'm a PC girl. Alienware all the way, by the way. So I am a little bit, you know, I do, I, I focus on one brand only for me. But, well, um, I saw your Alienware laptop, and I was uber jealous. I mean, we're talking <laughs> uber jealous of your Alienware laptop at the Guild Summit. And I'm going, I want one. <laughs> um, but I'm one of those type of people, I guess, maybe I'm really hard on, on computers because I am on them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was just worried that it, a laptop would not stay up with me. You know, where uh, a desktop was a little more rugged and yeah. I could use it and abuse it a little more. But I do have a MacBook Pro um, laptop, and I have to say, it's really come through for me in my times of woe and uh, whatever, because that's actually what we're recording on today. Yay! Um and well, let's say yay when the end of the recording. Let's <laughs> see if it works. <laughs> uh, but that's only when because of my when ignorance. When I don't get the infamous call from you tomorrow saying, "Hey, we need to re-record." <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but I think that it's recording just fine. Uh, I didn't realize that you have to do some kind of funky things for a gar- you know Garage Band to work to where it records Skype easily. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we're kind of uh, in a conundrum here on whether this is all going to come together. But, Mac, don't fail me now. I've been giving you kudos. 
<laughs> All righty. Well, I guess it's time for our host challenge. I think it is. Fact. You know it to be true. Or fiction. That's impossible! I'm going to read the three bits of information or three leads about the game. Two of them will be made up or not yet confirmed. Only one will be a fact confirmed by Bioware. Your job is to pick out which one is true. So I want you to think patch notes 1.2.3. Okay? You ready? Okay. I am so ready. Alrighty. Lead number one. Boarding party flashpoint has had the daily limit added. Lead number two. All characters in the legacy now appear in your family tree, even if you haven't logged that character on since patch 1.2. Mm. Lead number three. The Nightmare Pilgrim, which is the world boss on Vos, a boss, Totem is operating as intended. Mm. So, <laughs> after hearing all three leads, which one do you think is the confirmed fact? Well, the boarding party, see, this is where you worked with words, and I did read mm -hmm. the patch notes this week, so I know that boarding party flashpoint um, has had the daily limit added is false, because the flashpoint's um, hard mode no longer has a daily limitation. Um, lead number three, the Nightmare Pilgrim's world boss on Voss, Totem, is operating as intended. You know, I don't know. I know that people have been complaining about it, and it wasn't operating at all. So I don't know about that one. I know lead number two, though, is pretty much true. I think it because that's, that's almost verbatim. All characters in Legacy now appear in the family tree, even if the character has not logged in since patch 1.2. I'm going to go with lead number two. And you are accurate. You are uh, very accurate. The uh, totem is not operating as intended. Mm -hmm. It was, in fact, broken. Um, People are very mm, upset about this, and we will, of course, are. go on about this later on in they the show. Are. But yeah. Absolutely. So, But you are correct. Lead number two is accurate. Uh, lead number one, like you said, the uh, boarding uh, party daily limit was removed, mm -hmm. not added. So, very good. Yay! All righty. Well, let's get to the latest news and tour. From the Newsnet. And, and beyond. Okay, so we have some action being taken against fraudulent payment activity. Have you heard? I have heard. And yeah, I'm so glad to see sad. it. very sad. No, I'm so glad to see it. Well, I'm glad to see it too, but there, I am sad for the people who maybe aren't as savvy about uh, purchasing MMOs and games online as other people are, you know, more experienced players. I mean, you know, if you're some, you know, stay-at-home mom who knows nothing about what your kid is doing, shame on you anyway. But, um, you know, they say, hey, mom, I want to buy this game, and I found it on eBay for 20 bucks. You know, she's not going to think to look into that and, you know, think of that as a fraudulent thing, you know. So I feel bad for those kinds of players and, and, and those um, parents who are probably getting hoodwinked and, and some people, you know, who, who don't have a lot of money and think that they can, you know, save a buck or two at the same time, you know what, learning lessons, 
Yeah, see, I guess I see it in a different different mode. If it if it's too good to be true, it usually is. Uh, well, absolutely, and that's kind of you know where uh you, you know we talked about this on Tour Wars this week, and that's where the boys' kind of standpoint is. But I still stand behind. Yeah, you know, it's sometimes I I do agree with that. At the same time, I do feel bad about those people who were kind of like not as savvy. You know what I'm saying? But even if they're not as savvy, the first thing that you want to do is you always want to go to a major retailer. You don't mm -hmm. want to buy something. I would never buy an MMORPG on eBay unless it was the boxed, unopened something, you know. And I'm still not so sure I would do that. I, I would go to the... A major right. retailer, or I would go straight to the... I'm one of those that I usually go straight to the developer site. Me too, Origin, or developer right. site, but I also... I, I'm a downloader, I'm a digital downloader. We right. just have so much crap in our house. Right. Although I have to admit, you know, with the, the SOTOR, you know, special edition, I just had to have the Darth Malgus statue. So sure. um, I did buy that. And most of the time I do buy the special editions, the hard, hard edition. Right. Um, but for the most part, you know, I mean... I always download, I mean, I've always been, you know, downloading through Origin and, and, uh, and what it was a Steam. So those are where all my games are, you know. Well, and um, yeah, but that, but still, those are major resellers. Exactly. You know? So you're not going to some strange place and you're not buying it from strange, some strange person off eBay, you know. Right. So, yeah, I'm, and in fact, I'm really kind of surprised eBay would even permit them to resell it unless it was unopened. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. but, you know, reading this article, what they're saying is that um, people are buying unopened product, but they were on purchased on a stolen credit cards in the beginning. Right. So, right. you know, yeah, you got to be careful. Got to yeah. be careful. But anyway. Well, that takes us to the, and this is something I'm really excited about. And I wanted to take a moment to thank Bioware because I absolutely loved the Fan Fridays. And they're bringing them back, you know. Yay! I know. And I think that this is such a great way to recognize people in the community um, from their art spotlight that they do. And there's some great art in this particular Fan Friday update from mm -hmm. last Friday. Um, and they do a member, a community member spotlight. We were um, spotlighted along, you know, about a year ago. Um, I think um, Moss Eisley Radio was the first mm -hmm. to be spotlighted. And I think it's really great that they take a look at people in the community that are doing things like podcasts or fan sites or, you know, some different things. And one of the ones that they're doing the, in this particular article is one of my favorite. It has become one of my favorite sites, and that's Dulphy. I know everybody oh, that gosh. is about, you know, that has been following Star Wars probably knows who Dulphy is. Oh, yeah. I link to, I link to him often. I think so. it's a, I think it's a she. Is it a she? I think Oops. it's a Sorry, she. Dolphy. I think it's a she. I could be wrong, and if I am wrong, I apologize, but I think it's a she. And yes, and it's it, she is a she because apparently this interview has her answering different questions. Um 
And she has some great guides. I mean, she has like an Operation Loot Drop list. She has the 1.2 dailies in the PvE gearing guide. I mean, one of my favorites that she did was during the Rat Ghoul Outbreak. She had a guide on the Rat Ghoul Outbreak guide. And it was so wonderful because it would tell you, go do these dailies and this is what you'll get. And this is what you can save up for. And talked about the pets because I'm a pet collector, okay? Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> yes, I know. You know and, and by the way, speaking of pets, thank you to whoever gave me my coat. <laughs> I got a coat and I know who, well, it was... Uh, our dear friend Cash. Oh, it's Cash. My Cash thank came you. through and he got me the code for the pet that could only be gotten at the PAX East. And he got the code for me and I just love him to death. He's just wonderful. And I have a little pet that no one else has except unless you were at PAX East. So I um, really not, like it. Not entirely true. Um. <clears throat> uh oh, is it go they're going to another one? Oh, or unless they know somebody. <laughs> Unless they know somebody or, you know, they were a website that asked for a bunch of codes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, see. Uh, anyway. Exactly. Um. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to Dolphy, she <laughs> has got a wonderful site. And um, I'm so glad that BioWare has taken an opportunity to recognize her for her hard work. Um, just to put together um, one of her gods takes her two or three days because she goes through and she finds all the facts and she has to verify them. I mean, even if you send her a fact, she's got to go verify it because she, the worst thing you could ever do is put out a guide that has false information in it. She oh, takes absolutely. screenshots and videos and I mean, this girl works her butt off. Bauer needs to pay her. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we should also get her on the show. Hey, we should do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Delphi, if you're listening, please contact us. We'd love to have you on the show because uh, I think you do great work. But I love, I fall, I have fallen in love with some of the fan art as well. So Absolutely. did you check that one out where that very first one where it's from, uh, it looks like Epiwan, mm. where he's dragging that one guy up. It looks like it could be a... Um, an imperial guy grabbing mm -hmm. up a Jedi. Mm -hmm. Man, that's so good. <laughs> I just think well, some it, of these it guys is fun good. that you know that Bioware is actually you know noticing their fans and giving them some loving. Yeah, I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, that's good. We love them for that. Exactly. Which takes us into our community Q and A. Have you read Yay. the community Q and A this week? I did. I did. Yeah, it's actually full of fun and, and cool, interesting little tidbits of information and a far cry from weeks past where I lamented on uh, on the, my other podcast about how uh, Bioware was answering pretty much the same exact question every single week um, and <laughs> phrased it differently. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm happy that uh, in reading this week's, there was some more, you know, armor questions, some some crew skill changes, and um, a lot of that kind of stuff being asked and answered by um, different developers. We get different different guys on the team, like one of our the lead writers. Um, you know, we get Dave, a lot of Damien, but you know, we haven't seen a lot from David Hunt. And when a person uh, who was at Absolute Ground Zero asked um, 
when we get to, uh, adaptable social armor, will current social armor be changed or will we be forced to rebuy social armor that is currently sitting in our bank unused on medium heavy characters? David Hunt, who is the systems designer, mind you, um, says that existing gear will be updated to use adaptive gear weight. Uh, this will go live at the same time um, as augment tables, meaning the social gear you own now will be viable combat gear, regardless of your primary armor weight. So, uh, you know, that's actually pretty cool because these are like m a little bit more technical, legitimate questions, in my personal opinion. Um, Do you know what so he means nice by that? Hmm? Do you know what he means by that? By their, it's changing its weight. Is it actually going to change its description from light armor to medium or heavy, depending upon what you need it to be? Um, probably. It's it is adaptive, so it will go with whatever. You yeah. Know. See, I'm just curious as to that because part of the Ratgul event, you know, doing the dailies was you got to collect a piece of armor every day. Mm -hmm. And so I have the whole set, but it's light armor on my Imperial Agent that just is no bueno. That doesn't do me any good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I avoided all of that because it said light armor on it. I got it because I, I had to have it because I wanted – because I had heard, you know, that they were going to make this armor adaptive or make it to where, you know, it would be useful to those of the different – Mm-hmm. Because I would have chosen medium classes. army. Yeah, I would have chosen medium armor instead mm -hmm. of light if we had been given off. You know, that's so basic. Why mm -hmm. do we not have the ability to choose light, medium, or heavy? I I think that that would that's a very viable question, especially since a lot of the uh, light and medium armors, you know, like I'm a, you know, uh, what am I, a trooper? Right. So a lot of the light and medium armors have the specs that I would enjoy, you know, something that maybe a smuggler would wear or something uh, I would actually be able to use on my character if, if it were a heavier weight, you know, if it were heavy armor. Right. right. So, no, yeah, I think that's a very valid question, and I wonder if it will be answered. Well, I hope it will be. And uh, But there were a couple of questions that were asked in this Q&A that I thought were just exciting to hear. And I'm mm -hmm. hoping that it comes sooner than later. One was, were there any plans to expand the le legacy across servers? I yes. absolutely have always hated that we have had to play the opposite faction on the same server. Exactly. I do not like it. Never have liked it. It's just something inbred in me that if you're going to play on the opposite faction, you go to another server to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and Daniel said, yes, this is something that they would really love to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but because it is really, really a huge amount of infrastructure work, it won't be coming soon. I was very disappointed. Yeah. But, well. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of, it is kind of difficult when you think about the, the difficulty of it. I mean, in, in some ways I can totally understand and I, and I agree, especially from like, for me, from an RP standpoint, you know, I like to keep all my good guys on one side and all my bad guys on the other. Right. You know, um, and that's, that's actually like very formulaic for MMOs. Mm -hmm. You know, I, every MMO does that. You, you know, you keep your good side on one side and you, you if you're going to play the bad side, you have to roll on another server. You right. just can't be on this. It's just for, for multiple reasons. So, I mean, I can understand that at the same time, I kind of like having all my characters on one server, you know, but they I didn't give to... us enough slots. That's true. That's true. I want 16 Bioware. 
Have it be noted that Carla will be the only person in the game to have 16 slots. Yeah, but the, <clears throat> you know me and my alts. I don't play them, so it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> Although you have been playing one. I yeah, I've been playing one, one, but I've kind of been lackadaisical about that lately. But anyway, um, the other question that um, really got me excited was someone came up with a brilliant um, suggestion that it says, you know, all those crystals that have some specs yes. that we can't, you know, uh, they end up we're not using. How Easy. about making the speeders have a slot so that, like, the underbody clothes? Exactly. And we're Daniel goes, sold! <laughs> I like it. on the list. But I ask Daniel this now. Does it go on the list of crazy or does it go on the list of changes? Yeah. Which list? Daniel, let us know. Which list Can is you it going on? Some of these speeders with the like the bumping sound system. Oh, I know. But that would be so rocking. I love it. I mean, like, oh, great. It's like East L.A. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually like the idea that it, you could make it glow a different color, though. I mean, that is so obvious and so cool. Well, I think it would be awesome if you could actually, you know, take it up a step further and use those crystals on pretty much anything, you know? So even your ship, you know, could yeah. have like the... the, the the exhaust or whatever it's called in space, glow a different color, you know, whatever your crystal is, you know, so. Add that yeah. to our little ship uh, equipment modifications yeah. or there you something. Go. Yeah, that would be awesome. So there's other there's other really good questions, and I highly suggest going um, to – we have this up on Corellian Run, right? Yeah, the, uh, we the, will be uh, at the end of this uh, podcast well, when we have our show notes. It will be in our yeah. show notes. Well, then go to those because there's some really good stat like stat questions being asked, boost questions being asked, and I would like to get into them, but they are they are very extensive, and the answers are very extensive. You know, I mean, uh, you know, artifice, you know, patterns were added, um, this, that, the other thing, system, you know, what's the system behind the gathering of crew skills? Um, one uh, one question I do want to bring up because it's it, it's so rare that anybody really asks a question uh, regarding writing and we're mm -hmm. not talking about writing game code. We're talking about writing of the story. Right. And one person asked um, if they'd be able to, to, to go into how the writers and devs decided which classes got which companions and when in the game, mm -hmm. uh, basically what be went behind the thinking, you know, what inspiration did the uh, writers draw on. And um, Alexander Freed, who is the lead writer, basically says um, companions uh, were one of the very first subjects um, that writing tackled in the game. Uh, they had a pool of Star Wars companion concepts uh, written up before they even finalized the list of classes, which is amazing. So you started companions first, and then even then you went to classes. Um, but the, the obvious choices, of course, were Wookiees with smugglers, you know. But then how did you, you come up with the other ones? And um, – what was it? Alexander says that even some of the ideas never really quite fit, you know? Right. So they had an idea for a kill it companion, which was completely axed, you know? Um, but yet later became the inspiration for Vector. So I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. You never really hear about, you know, questions from, from fans regarding the writing aspects of the game and the story. So, right. That, of course, me being a writer drew my attention. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that leads us to our next section, and that is Dev Tracker highlights. There are a couple of things going on on the Dev Tracker. By the way, that is one of my favorite sections, as you know. Go there, <laughs> look at it. But one that caught my eye, and I'm going, aha, was uh, 
the 1.3 notes, um, Allison Berryman r responded to a post where people were talking about guild alliances and features in 1.3 and she said regarding 1.3 there isn't a guild alliances feature slated for that update mm -hmm. but she snuck in 1.3 will introduce more new features like the group finder mm. to the game so go read about that that was really pretty cool and um then that is also um, where they talked about the Nightmare Pilgrim issue. Yes. Yes. So, um, so and we, 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 we can go right into that if you want because yeah. it's all – it's all pretty much linked. Um, basically, people are experiencing difficulties with the Nightmare Pilgrim despawning permanently. And supposedly it's on a two-hour ta uh, two timer spawn timer and um groups have been waiting for two hours and and more waiting for this and um sometimes the totem will light up and you can click on it but nothing happens uh sometimes it won't light up at all um so people are on the forums and there's about you know five pages of unhappiness and um, my understanding is that it's in the patch notes now as being fixed as of today, whatever yes. the patch was today. Yep. So and, yeah, I'm today excited to see that. May 8th. May for 9th. All you people who, May 9th. Yeah, May 9th for all you people who are listening tomorrow. <laughs> or, or is it May 8th? Anyway. Is it May 8th? I think it's May 8th. It's May 8th, you silly woman. Oh, it is May 8th. Yep. Good Lord. Well, I'm <laughs> on the wrong day already. <laughs> anyway, ignore me. But um, I'm really excited about this because uh, for those that don't know... The Nightmare Pilgrim World Spa Spawn is a fight that you need to do to do the speeder quest. And for those that don't know about the speeder quest, there are, I believe, four different quests for four different speeders. And they're not easy. And what I mean by that is you can't just go do one little quest and woe and behold, you have a speeder. For example, the, the speeder quest that we're on to that includes this Nightmare Pilgrim issue, you have to kill the world bosses on um, Hoth. Mm -hmm. There's, I believe, two there or three there. You have to kill the world boss on Belsavis. And we're not killing him just once. That's why you don't you don't get this easily. For example, one of the bosses, or there's a couple of bosses, you have to kill three times. Oh, wow. And since you're on two to four hour timers, you can't just kill them over and over and over again. You know, so we schedule this like every week until wow. we get it done. And you you're know. competing with other groups. Yeah, you're competing with other groups and other guilds. and So it's not an easy task. So you can't just go out and do a quest, one quest to get a new speeder. See, I'm not liking this at all. I mean, <clears> I think <throat> it should be a little bit easier, you know, beyond, beyond the fact that it's broken. But, you know, I don't know. Well, That's I don't just... mind going from planet to planet to planet to planet. Um, but it would seem to me that they could put those world bosses... On the, a lockout, meaning mm -hmm. that if you killed them, 
um, once, you couldn't kill them for three days or a week or whatever, okay? So that it would keep people from going there and just killing them, camping it and staying there over and over and over, you know? Well, that would be, that would be great, except that what that would do is that would, you know, what do you do with the person who hasn't killed it at all, but has to group with people who have already killed it, you know? So it kind of, Kind well, of like, it kind of has of... to be a, a you know one of those things that you it's just like a raid you pay attention to your lockout and uh-huh. and the first thing someone would ask is are you locked out and if so you're not invited you know yeah. I mean yeah, but, but can you see on, on some low pop servers though how that might actually make it difficult well it you might know? but on the same token you know the only thing that would really bother me is that or really bothers me about this whole thing is I don't mind there being a list and me going from planet to planet to do all these world bosses. Mm-hmm. But why do I have to do them three times? Well, I say this, a perfect Urgh. fix would make that boss even more difficult, like to, to kill. Like you really have to strategize, you know, and then make him pop up after, you know, he has no timer. You know, maybe he's got a three minute timer. You know, so that way, but yeah, I mean, seriously, that, that guy will kick your butt and make you hurt. Well, and that nightmare boss is like that. You have to go and you either have to get one of your guild mates to craft this special inhibitor thingy, Mm -hmm. or you have to go to Belsavis and go to where, um, the daily vendor is on Belsavis Mm -hmm. and purchase one. So you have two different ways you can get it. It can be crafted or you can purchase it with daily commendations. And it's not cheap. It's 30 commendations. Wow. You know. Um, and it's you can only use it once. Mm. Okay. So you have to go and purchase this item three different times to yeah. kill. Because that particular boss has to be killed three times. So you have to have 90 commendations. Or you have to have, you know, a crafter. And it takes a, some pristine gem or something that to make it so it's not easy to find. Mm-hmm. So it's either going to be very expensive to craft it or it's going to be... And when I say it's expensive to buy for 30 daily accommodations, for those that do daily accommodations, that's typically just one day's worth of accommodation. But that's one whole day doing all the silly dailies. Yeah. To get it. And that's like three or four hours. <laughs> See, I'm all about going up to the fleet and just purchasing one of those speeders up there. Just okay. as cool. Yeah. Come on. Well, I'm, I again, being the pet collector that I am, I'm also <laughs> a vehicle collector. So I've got to have it. You know. Of course. So I'm one of those that I'm going to be out there doing all of these quests. And I'm going to be doing the daily so that I can get all these things. But people have to understand that don't use that item. Because it is a one-time use, and it only lasts for four hours. Yeah. So, and, but it does persist through death, so that's okay. I mean, that's cool. But anyway, getting back to you saying how hard, you know, to, to make it harder. Oh, if yeah. you don't have this thing, you will not survive. Because it, it, it buffs you in a way to where if you didn't have it, you took excessive damage. Mm-hmm. So they are doing things to make certain bosses... A lot harder, mm-hmm. you know. So I applaud Bioware for, you know, you just not being a tank and spank and walk up there and, and being able to do it. So I don't mind purchasing these extra items. I think that 
it's a little excessive at 30 mm -hmm. commendations. You know, I think it should be like 10, mm -hmm. you know, so I can buy all three in one day and have them with me. Right. You know, um, so I think that it's a little excessive. And also we need to have more spawns for our crafters to be able to get that pristine item that they need mm -hmm. to craft it with. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's, um, so they're doing things to make things a little harder. And I don't mind it being a little, but don't make it too hard. But I still don't understand why we have to kill that silly thing three times. Yeah, see, that's the thing I'm, I'm saying. Take off, leave everything else. Take off the, the need to kill him three times and just make him much more difficult. Yeah. You know? Man, and see, then I'm that with way, you. You only have to kill him once. You don't have to camp him. You don't have to do anything. You know, you just, you, you go, you get, you get done. It seems like they're working, they're making you work, but then they're making you work even extra hard, you know, to get this one thing. And it shouldn't just be that hard to do. I mean, forgive me, but none of the stuff in World of Warcraft was that impossible to get. And this just right. seems impossible. Well, it's 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 not like it's impossible, impossible. It's just harder than it needs to be. And yeah. I, I, I don't mind doing, you know, if you want me to do 12 steps to get there, to get my speeder, I don't mind doing the 12 steps. But don't make me do 12 spe steps three times. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And granted, exactly. I'm over-exaggerating because there's only like three bosses that have to be killed three times. But yeah. still, there should be zero bosses that need to be killed three yeah. times. You know, just increase my steps and let me do something else. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so, but anyway. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What else? Oh, yes. oh our little system alerts thingy. Oh, yeah. Um... I know a lot of people don't may not pay attention to the website. By the way, what do you think of the redesign of the website? I really love it. I love it now. I didn't like it at first. I definitely think it's it's much more um, pleasing to the eye. Here's the thing: what I what I like about it. I don't like it on the computer. I like it on my iPad, and I think What's that might be what's going on. If I haven't been... looked at the iPad. I haven't looked at it on the iPad. Oh, yeah, it's What's beautiful. the difference? I mean, what's the difference? Because I think it looks beautiful on the um, computer. Well, here's the thing is is iPad, the format is is it's horizontal as opposed to, you know, uh, I'm sorry, it's a vertical as opposed to a horizontal format. Well, it's both, actually, if, if, if you use the iPad. But if you're using a book format, so you're looking at it like a magazine, uh -huh. um, the 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 site shrinks down to that and it makes it so much more beautiful to navigate um everything is perfect you know everything is lined up and great when i look at it on my computer of course that's in in a, like a horizontal format and so there's a lot of scrolling to be had and i don't like to scroll i like to have all my stuff up there right there you know and not that the last um what the site looked up like the last time was much better but um I do like the look of this one. I, I like its its navigability. It's it's much easier to navigate. I see what you mean. I just brought it up on my iPad to see what it would look like because I already had it brought up on my desktop or on uh -huh. my laptop. And things do seem more compact and easier to see and um mm -hmm. it looks like it flows a little better even though it's almost identical it's yeah. just the little bitty things like not having to scroll and and that sort of thing i so i do see what you you mean um but yeah i i really like the redesign on the website i think it's a, a cleaner it's 
more crisp and it's more inviting yes to me um so but anyway exploring the website one of the things that they have and i know it was here before i because i remember seeing it but i really never paid that much attention to it and that is under community they have system alerts and if you click on that it tells you some of the things that they're having issues with for example i'm i'm clicking on community and i go to um I'm sorry, I click on support. Oh, now I've lost it. I guess it's a uh, community and then going to. Uh, right under that, it says system alerts. It, it says my account patch notes, server status and system alerts. Uh, yeah, over on the right hand side, I guess that's why mm -hmm. it was, I had to scroll down. Uh, you go over see? to, yeah, <laughs> you had to go to view the system alerts and mm -hmm. it shows you what's hot or what they are currently working on for example the system alert that right now at this moment is that we're currently investigating an issue with uh, causing matrix cubes to disappear from a player's inventory at this time please do not contact customer service regarding the missing cube as our goal is to restore the items to you automatically in a new patch so and then, then they give you a link that you can click on for the latest news on that but I really kind of like this because that means, okay, we are aware of it. You don't need to bomb our <laughs> <laughs> forums. You don't need to send in tickets. We're aware of it. We're going to do it automatically. Well, hopefully we're just mentioning it here and, and maybe in future um, podcasts will actually alert people of this because I think what's happening is people aren't even reading this. Right. And they're they're going to bomb. You know, there's there's – People don't waste, you know, not that it's a waste of time. I'm saying it's not a waste of time, but, you know, people don't like to feel like they're wasting their time. And I'm saying you're not. Go read it. It's important stuff, you know. Right. But um, especially if you don't want to look like, you know, a person who's not paying attention. So. And I like the fact that, you know, under that particular section, when you click on system alerts, it brings you up and there are three or four things that you can do from there. And that's look at your account, look at the patch notes. And look at the server status. So if, you know, you can't log on to your server for some reason, check the status there and see it. You know, we're just trying to give you little tips and tricks. And tricks. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that makes complete sense. So here is where we get into our personal playtime. I know. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So how are you? How have you been? What have you been up to? Well, I have not. I have been playing, but not as much as I want to because I keep first of all I have a MacBook Pro laptop okay yeah 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 I know some people don't like Macs but I, I like my MacBook Pro okay um, but I had to install boot camp and I had to get um, a purchase a copy of Windows 7 so that I could download the game again <laughs> and put it on the uh, boot camp side because Bioware hasn't developed a game for Max yet so <laughs> I had to reinstall the game and get it all set up and uh, so I haven't been playing as much as I had wanted to mm -hmm. and also real life some things have kicked me in the butt a little bit uh, not to mention the the plague of computer issues and <laughs> all of that and my MacBook Pro is an older Mac it's my husband's reject and so um, it's three years old, and 
it doesn't run. We use Mumble as our mm -hmm. um, guild communication tool. So mm -hmm. I have to, yeah, it's crazy how I'm doing this. I could run Mumble and the game, but it slows my game down for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I put, I play um, with uh, the game on my laptop and I have Mumble on my iPad. Yeah. So. Well, Macs are not made for gaming. Just saying mm -hmm. that, you know. Um, I love Mac. I, I, I have been a Mac fan pretty much my entire life until I uh, was introduced to PC and Mac did some screwy things. And, and I understand that gamers scream at developers, why don't you create a game for Mac? Mac this, Mac that. You know, you don't make games. But at the same time, what I think a lot of gamers don't understand, especially people who own Macs, is that uh, Mac is not designed to play a game. It's, uh, it's designed to be um, a musical device, uh, a, a device that you can write on and edit on and do all sorts of fun things um, creatively. Uh, creatively. Um, games are usually designed and built and written on Macs, but they're not played on Macs. So just go figure that, that one out. out. <laughs> I know it's crazy. You know, I, I, I actually, I, I used to be a film editor uh -huh. for, for big films and uh, everything we would do, we would do on a Mac. Uh -huh. And uh, and so I, I've long known this. Um, and when what you're talking about purchasing boot camp and doing all of that stuff, I, I've already been through this six years ago. You right. know, so um, six years later, you know, I'm on a PC for a reason so that I can play my games because right. PCs are designed to be gaming machines. They they have bigger hard drives. They're heavier. They're boxier. They're bulkier. And Macs are built for their sveltness and their portability and their beautiful, you know, their beauty. But it's definitely not a gaming machine. So. Well, it's gaming, and it's doing it quite well. <laughs> yeah, but you're not mumbling at the same time. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I can, as long as I have my trusty little iPad, I have, it may take two <laughs> devices to do what a, one device should. But uh, And it my does. husband doesn't have the issue because he has a newer processor. Yeah. So yeah. it just processes things a lot faster on his newer machine. And it's only because mine's three years old. But... This makes me want to make up a joke. You know, how many Mac products does it take to run one game? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth too. Three. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But anyway, I have not had an opportunity to play my little baby Sith sorcerer yet. Um, well, I take that back. I think, I think I've gotten her up one more level. She's at level twenty-eight. If, <clears throat> if I, yeah, but I'm not quite sure if that's been since the last time. Um. I told everybody how far along she was. I think she was at 27, but... It's funny, because I thought you were going to say, I think that she's... I don't know if this has been since the last time I logged in. I'm like, what, is she leveling on her own now? What, yeah, she's leveling on her own. She's kind of working on her own. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, as OP as those sorcerers are, it would not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> you log in, she's like level 40. Exactly, what? exactly. What doing? <laughs> About time she did some work. Uh, so how have well, you been doing? <laughs> I myself have moved over to uh, a different server to play with my uh, my writing compadres from Tor Wars. Yeah, you told and, me that you were um, doing that. I am currently uh, level 30, 32, 33 trooper. Oh my gosh, you really yeah. have been playing. Yeah, I have been playing a lot, oddly enough, because I'm supposed to be studying for school. Oops. You know, but I, I, I kind of get in there. But I have to toggle my time, you know. I mean, so when I play SOTOR, I actually am in-depth and into it for weeks on a time, at a time, especially since Update 1.2. Right. Um, update 1.2 actually all of a sudden just drove me, you know. And I'm like, oh, I've got to play. I've got to do this and do that. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. 
I have been playing a lot of Mass Effect 3, so forgive me, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm a loyal Bioware fangirl, but not necessarily completely loyal to SOTOR, you know. Um, so I have been playing other games, but, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I love my trooper. I love the storyline. So uh, that's one thing I'm trying to, like, just really get in depth. And, and I play on an RP server now, something I had never done before, but mm. I had long admired. How is it working out for you? I mean, are you getting into the the RP thing or are you just kind of, it's there, but you don't ever see it. Here's the thing is uh, in the beginning, it was there. I didn't see it or mm-hmm. didn't acknowledge it. I mm-hmm. would be, that would be a better word. And, and I'm sorry to my, I, my RP friends, but that's how I was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then um, just in talking and, and kind of um, understanding, especially the guild that I'm part of, um, you know, there is a, there, we have our own channel. We have a channel for, you know, in the guild, you're, you're, you're role-playing. But then we have a special channel that you can pull yourself out of that and you can just chat as friends. Right. So you, there's a lot more leeway. It's not strictly, but not all guilds are like that. Our guild is like that, which I, I, I fully appreciate, um, especially if you're a person who's just not really been into it. But the, the thing that has, has like completely drawn me is the fact that the importance of, of giving your character a storyline. And that has all of a sudden just kind of, I've, I've blossomed. It's like I've grown and I'm like, oh, wow. Well, Riley Jane does this and she came from here and she has, her parents are this and that and the other thing. And so, you know, I've really gotten into kind of this, this character creation, which is something, you know, I do as a living anyway. So I started to say, you know, as a writer, I am so surprised that you have not gotten into, to, to role playing a long, long time ago, because basically that's what you do. You give your your, your character a background, Mm -hmm. you give her a history, you make her more personable, whether you share that with anybody or not, it doesn't matter. See, and I think that's part of it is, is this is a, is this is a forum where you kind of share that. And I haven't, been exactly comfortable in years past Mm -hmm. to to bring that up you know with with other people and and whether or not people like it you know there's there's those naysayers out there who say that people who game and people who chat in windows and and they don't necessarily because technology keeps them apart there's no connection i call bs on that there is perfect connection with all of my friends in my guild and on my servers different you know i've met more people um through technology than i have just sitting at home you know waiting for the phone to ring so I agree that, yeah, that's part of it is, is there is a connection. And so I think now finding people who are like-minded makes the biggest difference because the people in my guild, they're like-minded. They want sure. to role play and they want to have this kind of connection. And I'm like, you know what? So be it. Let's do it. So I think that's what kept me is, is not, not an embarrassment of, of them or of the, the actual, uh, the actual act of it, but the, more of the the embarrassment of me following through and and pretending to be that character, right? And so I've I'm now making steps to to enjoy it and to just love it. And I think, you know, she might quickly become my main character. You know, I that might have RP so main character. Awesome! Yeah, I love so that. I mean, I love that you're you're really getting into to all of that. What people that don't role play don't understand is that it opens up so many more doors for you and when we're talking about role-playing we're not talking about cybering you know or anything gross like that no what we're talking about is really giving your character depth and 
a background yeah. and and actually playing your character through you right you know and it can be so much fun well, it is no different than someone logging on and playing Shepherd in Mass Effect. Right. That is that is what is going on. Is you are making decisions decisions and choices according to your, you know, and being true to who your character is. Absolutely. Not necessarily to what you would do, and and especially like if you're playing a Sith RP, right. because some of those some of those choices on the Sith side, on the Empire side, not Sith Empire, um, are really really drastic. I mean, you're like really taking people's lives, and you're really making huge big decisions that you would never make in real life right and so you're essentially role-playing you right. know so it's i don't think that people realize that they role-play you know well this game has made it a lot easier to do that i think than yes. your average mmorpg i mean we have story because we're sitting here listening but by writing our own background or writing our own history of our character we can really give it so much more, you know. Absolutely. But anyway. Absolutely. No, so that's that's what I've been doing is cool. I've been doing a little bit more role play. That is just terrific. Yeah, yeah. So we have a bunch of quick mentions. Should we go into that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And quick mentions are the next patch is today. May eighth, <gasps> not the ninth, May eighth. <laughs> <laughs> Although when when people listen to this, it'll probably be May 9th, right? Yeah, it'll probably be May 9th. But, so uh, then its next patch is yesterday. <laughs> yeah, in fact, when I announced our podcast, I think I said May 9th, but uh, it's really May 8th, so but you'll probably <laughs> see it on May 9th. Um, anyway, the, we put a link to the patch notes. Also, um, take a look at um, a, a glance uh, at all the articles for this week on Corellian Run Radio. We have Operation Information, which is about combat logs. We have the Holonet links, number 44. We have Force Lore, which is the Chatil Sean Part 2. Which is awesome. Please read that one, people. It Again, is story, good. story. I'm addicted. It is very good. Uh, my two critics article um, on the legacy, the bad. Okay, because we had the legacy, the good, on the previous week. Oh, yes, yes. And guild checkpoint number 43 and the demonic Sith Lords. So check that out and uh, read the other articles. And please take a moment to comment about them if you like them. That leads us to our Sith or Jedi challenge. Strong am I with the Force. Or Jedi. Last time we found out that Deirdre had plans to throw her steady groupmates under the bus for not pulling their weight. We also found out that Carla took out the big guns and had no problem telling her steady groupmates to pull their own weight or else. So far, our scores stand at Carla, minus six, and Deirdre, zero. Remember, negative scores reflect a dark side tendency, while positive scores reflect a light side tendency. Today is the test of the improperly fixed computer. Hmm, this is sounding vaguely familiar, Carla. <laughs> it should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a name brand computer that you bought from a major retailer. You go to turn it on and it won't come on. You take it to the retailer for a warranty repair. They have your computer for two weeks and you are all excited when you get it back. Three days later, your hard drive crashes and you are yet again forced to take your computer in for repair. 
do you, one, tell the tech what is wrong, take your repair order, and let things be processed on the retailer's time schedule and procedure. Two, tell the tech what is wrong, take your repair order, and ask that the repair be done in-house so you can get it back quicker. Three, when you arrive, you politely yet firmly explain how your computer is a lemon, and then you ask that it be completely replaced. How about you, Carla? What do you pick? Oh, I, obviously, I did number three. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, because this was a real-life situation for me, and it is still going on. I get the determining... A factor either today or tomorrow on whether my computer is replaced as lemon uh, because it has been taken and this is the fourth time yeah something has happened to it during its short two and a half year life mm -hmm. and uh, needless to say um, I think they're going to replace my computer good I hope, I hope so, so. Yeah, yeah I hope, I hope so. so because it's just it, I mean it's been good but it like I said four times I mean I'm just done I'm so done yeah. I'm so tired of computer issues yeah if I would I would have to also pick number three especially after that many times you know mm -hmm. you, you get it you bring it back you get it you bring it back a, a lot of these companies don't realize and I think a good many people don't realize um, although the people who listen to our podcast probably realize is that our computers are our lives right now I mean right. I can't I can't work without my laptop I can't you know, right. we, we have iPads and we try to do the same thing on our iPad. It's just not going to work. You know, I mean, there's something that the laptop does besides gaming, you know, besides gaming, we, we use it. So I would also pick three. It's like, no, it's time for time for replacement. Yep. There you go. Well, you can read all of the Pass Through Jedi tests on our site at CorellianRun.com. Keep score and see which way you lean. All right, that sound means it's time for our community buzz, where we take a look at what the fans are talking about and have been talking about for quite some time, and that's server population concerns. Yeah, I think that one's been a biggie since the uh, mm -hmm. launch of game. It has, and but I think that it's gotten more prominent, and I think part of the reason that it's gotten brought to the forefront is the fact that there are a couple of games that are going to be like hot that are coming out and mm -hmm. I mean I'm going to throw one in there that I wouldn't normally throw in there but it's coming out like May 15th and that's Diablo 3. I know. Um, yeah we've got Star, uh, 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 The Secret World which mm -hmm. is due to come out I believe the 19th of June. We've got Guild Wars 2, and Guild Wars 2 was in, had an open beta weekend that was not under an NDA, mm -hmm. last, weekend before last, and um, so that got a lot of people talking, And but it's been the buzz from all these new games coming out, because there are some flaws in Star Wars, The Old Republic, and... Mm -hmm. Um, we look at what's going on in the community um, as kind of the pulse of what's happening around, you know, the game itself. And uh, I don't know about you, but because my guild is so large, I can really tell what's happening 
in a community, whether it it be just my little community, mm-hmm. but we got a lot of people leaving. You know, they yeah. say, you know, they say that, you know, when I hear Bioware talking about, you know, in different articles that they're not seeing the subscriptions go go down. That's because it hasn't hit really hit yet. Because yeah. so many people have, have paid for six-month subscriptions or they renewed their three-month prescri- uh, subscription that is coming up for renewal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got, you know, they got 30 days three. And she, But here's the key. Just because they have not, you know, Bioware hasn't seen a decline in subscriptions yet doesn't mean people are actually logging in and playing the game. And that's my my argument is if they put a timer or something on each character or each each actual subscription and logged in when each person actually uh, like logs in, they would find that there's far fewer sub, you know people playing than there were before. I mean, I look at and again, I had the the only thing because you know when you're in a huge guild, you kind of walk around with blinders on. Mm-hmm. And you just see what's happening within your own guild, okay? Mm-hmm. And, but of course, being um, part of Corellian Run, I also go to the forums and look at a lot of that stuff that's going on over there. But to, what's happening within my guild is people are done. Yeah, they're frustrated. I've lost almost all of our PVPers Aww. because they're so frustrated with the 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 PVP or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And um, there are the hardcore gamers mm-hmm. in our guild. We've lost those because they've now done it all. They're bored. Yeah. You know. Um, then you've got people like me who I love the game. You know, I still love the game. I have not done everything on hard mode or nightmare, nightmare mode yet. Mm-hmm. In fact, I haven't finished all of the operations yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still at, I haven't rushed. So there's still plenty for me to do. I am totally, you know, happy with the content part of it. Okay. Yes. So what I find frustrating, and this is just me personally, is the bugs mm-hmm. that are still in the game. Mm-hmm. Or the bugs yeah. that have been fixed and they come back again. Yeah. You know, um, for example, we, uh, this is something that I mentioned to you off the air, and that was SOA. SOA Mm -hmm. has been bugged since, Mm -hmm. you know, the old testing days, Mm -hmm. okay? Then they finally got him fixed, and he's been fixed now for a little while. Right. Well, he's broke again. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) You know... It's like, come on, guys! You, yeah. you fix a bug, make it go it's, away. <laughs> it's really sad because I, I don't want to be a naysayer, and I don't, I don't want to be negative. I, I love everything that they've done with Sotor, and me too. You know, but at the same time, you know, the reality hits, and and I can't, I personally can't keep becoming a cheerleader for something that you know for the losing team, and and I'm not saying that Bioware is losing. I'm just saying, you know, after a while, it's like a. I sense like our, our websites and our podcasts are all like, you know, this, 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 and this is happening. Oh, but you know what? It's okay. You know, they'll, they'll fix it. And then it just keeps on going. And after a while you have to sit back and be like, okay, when, when, when is it going to get kickstarted and go? 
you know, to be fair. And I will maintain this, you know, world of Warcraft, the great 800 pound gorilla was not at this capacity and level of functionality. Um, even a year after their launch. SOTOR is only four months old and it's, it's not perfect, but it's pristine enough, you know? So what I'm saying is I think that what we have is a lot of gamers who are very, um, they're kind of spoiled, you know, they've been spoiled. And so they expect a lot more. Right. And, and I feel, I do not ever want to be in Bioware shoes. You know, no, um, no, because, because I think a lot of this is just like that. Well, just like what you're saying. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt no. you. Go ahead. No, it's true though. But you're, 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 you're basically reiterating what I just said and, and that it is, this is, you know, I mean, you, you can't, you can't please everybody, but if everybody is spoiled, then, you know, it's gonna, it's your, I, I don't envy, envy the path that they're having to plod through in order to uh, make this happen, make this game happen. But I'm here to say the game, while it has its problems, there's it's 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 a great game. It's a great game. And I'm not gonna stop playing. I'm not gonna be part of that, you know, whatever, twenty four percent or whatever. Yeah. And, and I'm like you know, I'm like you. I know that the game has issues, mm-hmm. but there's not a game that I've ever played that didn't have some sort of issue somewhere. Okay. Exactly. So while I am, may not have my cheerleader outfit on, I don't have my little stealthy raincoat where I'm leaving either. You know, right? I am very happy with the game. Um, mm-hmm. I would be even happier if, because to me, this while content is king, <laughs> you know, and while content is very, very important. I think I'm an average player. I think most players have not done the instances, the flashpoints on hard mode. Mm -hmm. I think most players, the average players, have not gone and done all of the operations on nightmare mode yet. Right. Okay. So I think that, you know, speaking as an an average player, I don't think content is the, the source of frustration of why some people are leaving. I think that it is, quite frankly, bugs, mm-hmm. you know, and things that yeah. need to be addressed. I think that, that, you know, for example, like the bugs in Ilum I, I, and why we lost our PVPers, I think we lost them because, you know, of things that just could not be fixed or mm-hmm. was not worth the effort to fix and that they're going to redesign it. You know, which makes a lot of sense. So, um, I'm just saying that, that this, the server population does concern me because I can go and people say, well, the fleet is not a good, um, way to, to, to tell how populated a server is and how populated it's not. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I kind of agree with that. To a certain degree, that's not the only way. But when you're using that and looking at that during prime time, okay? Yes. You've got to say, when you see 10 people on fleet on in a particular 
faction, whether that be, re, you know, Republic or Empire, mm -hmm. that's still pretty major. Yes. That's pretty major. I mean, that's kind of telling you that there's not people on this side. I mean, our exactly. server is called Sith Meditation Sphere. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it kind of leans towards the dark side. I mean, just from its name alone, you know. Mm -hmm. But we had three or four huge guilds on the Republic side. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because we had, there are two guilds on the, the Empire side. There's, you know, the Old Timers Guild and Guild Umbra. And mm -hmm. I think there's a couple of other large guilds that are still very functioning, very, you know, much alive guilds. Okay. We have, I can't tell you the last time I queued for PVP and actually fought a Republic person. Oh, wow. I mean, wow. I'm usually fighting other Empire people because I usually get Hutball. Uh-huh. You know, still. Yeah. So, um, I think that there are balanced issues on mm. on some of these servers. And I just think that Bioware maybe needs to take a look at that. And it's not has it doesn't have anything to do with how many accounts. It doesn't have to do with how many subscriptions. It has to mm -hmm. do with how many people are actually playing the damn game. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe part of their answer though is to have, you know, server transfers. You know, whether they be free or not, you know, or maybe the first one free. I don't know if that's going to be enough. You know, I think that's really cheesy to yeah. have to us to have to rely on a server transfer just to have because on a guild our size, we're never going to transfer. Right. Right. OK. Well, you know, another thing that they could do is is collect people in the low pop servers and put them in medium pop, you know, um, put them like collect them all. So that way. People don't leave their friends, but collect everyone. Don't make right. it. Don't make it a choice. Collect them all, um, move them to a medium pop server, and and that that server then becomes a high population server. Right. You know, and then start cutting those servers down. Well, I don't know? want you know I don't want to get to where I'm in a queue because I mean I I don't want that, but I really do want a high population server. I think it's important. To have a good mm -hmm. community and have a, a populated community. It right. doesn't feel populated. And I know that there are several reasons for that, but it still needs to feel populated. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? yeah, but I anyway, they've got their work cut out for them. And, and doggone it, Bioware, you know I love you to death. And, and I'm here. I'm supporting you. And I know a lot of the other people that I play with are supporting you. But something needs to be done. Help us out, you know. <laughs> Take a look. And I wouldn't yep. want to walk in your shoes. No way. Well, gosh, we've done it again. We've done it again. We've completed another episode. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. It's the end of the trail. And, uh, guys, out there, we do apologize that it's been three weeks since our last podcast. We're going to try to be more diligent now that I've gotten my Mac to be able to actually record um, and even though I'm going to have to piecemeal the podcast together, <laughs> I don't see, I don't envy you, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it won't be three weeks before our next podcast. So I promise that. So anyway, well, thank you to SWTOR crew and Darth Grizz for your positive uh, reviews on iTunes. 
we really appreciate it. Oh my God, thank you so much. They were so nice. Um, take a moment to leave us a positive feedback on iTunes if you haven't done so. Give it, it does, just takes a minute. Um, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Zoom. And you can also find us on the Ego Networks at egonetworks.com. Please also take a moment to visit our sister site and listen to the podcast over there at torwars.com. You will hear the lovely Deirdre over there as Yay. well. Yes, my voice is, it's, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. Everywhere. I can see y'all. <laughs> well, listen, people, if you have a flair for writing, we're still looking for writers. Contact us through our website at CorellianRun.com, Twitter, or Facebook. You can leave your questions or ideas for discussion topics on Twitter or by voicemail. Leave a voice message at 281-766-4511. That's 281-766-4511. All righty. That wraps it up for us here at Corellian Run Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Until next time, I'm Carla. And I'm Deirdre. May the Force be with you. You've been listening to Corellian Run Radio, a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast. Tune in next time to hear Deirdre say... What, what, what? End transition.